whether you are a person who likes minimalistic photos and you want to get there quickly or you love large compositions and you want to start creating like your favorite food photographer and you want to get to things quickly and faster like you've been seeing on social media tap into the power of flatlays you can still get there fast and quicker like you want but at least you'll still be working on specific skills you'll still be working on your foundation and that will not get lost this is your host dyutama but you can call me dj <laughs> and i love to inspire food photographers to dream i spent 15 years as an architect studying buildings and constructing hospitals before taking the biggest leap of faith of my life which was setting up a food styling and food photography business right from scratch if you're a dreamer like me wanting to start a new photography business or grow your existing food photography business jump right into a world where i share practical actionable strategies to improve your photography skills to work with clients make more money or with a fearless mindset this is the my food lens podcast and we take you one step closer to your dreams so let's go So flatlay angle is that you know very popular top down camera angle it's probably the most popular angle i'll say on social media at least right and there's a reason why it's so popular and we'll talk all about the charm of this angle and you know the strength of this angle because i truly believe that if you're looking to practice your photography technique or your composition skills or you know other aspects that you want to experiment with or you want to create content faster This particular camera angle can come in really handy. We'll actually break down all the different ways that it can lead you to improving your skills whether you're a beginner or you've been photographing for a few years now. Now, something that I observe a lot on social media is this tendency of photographers, you know, or even bloggers to move very fast, very quickly. Now, you many of you will not like what I'm going to say, but What I mean is that you know when they share a photo it's of this delicious dish that they've made and it has this elaborate composition there's so much storytelling going on but when I really look at it when I look at it the basics of photography are missing the basics of a good photo are missing the key elements are not in place which shows that the techniques are not strong and when does this happen this happens when you know in the attempt to move quickly move up on the social media ladder and we start producing a lot of content quickly by getting highly influenced by other photographers and their work our compositions begin to look a lot like theirs and we think that by creating something similar we will have an equally successful photo but that doesn't happen right we can create the most elaborate composition but nothing nothing can hide weak photography techniques to learn fast sometimes we miss out on learning the real essentials of a successful photo and then miss out on the other key part that is practicing <laughs> it really takes a long time to you know like get a grip on your technique and most of us continue to learn because photography is an art and there's no end to learning art right 
So why am I saying all this? Why am I spelling all this out that what are we seeing on social media? Why are these basics missing? Why is there so much emphasis on creating big elaborate compositions? And if you look at certain foods, you kind of feel like it's the same thing that you're looking at on social media. Like especially I see that with Indian food a lot. You'll find very similar style of photos, very similar style of compositions and it's not very distinct and oftentimes it's also not very foundationally strong. So the reason I'm spelling this out is because I want to share with you a way that can actually strengthen your photography skills and you can practice them in a somewhat less stressful way. And that way is the flat lay angle or the top down angle. You can actually strengthen your photography and your techniques by harnessing the power of flat lays. Now you might ask, how is that possible? What are you talking about, DJ? <laughs> All right, so let me talk about strengthening and taking advantage of a top down angle in food photography. How can you make it work to your advantage? Let's talk about five different ways that we can leverage this very powerful camera angle. Let's start with number one, versatility. So why do you think that most people go for the top-down angle? It's because it's a highly versatile angle, which means that whether we are a phone photographer, whether we shoot with a DSLR, this angle really works for us. You know, in this angle, basically, there's no distortion. Or even if there's distortion, it's highly negligible, especially when you're using your phone. And if you're using a DSLR, flat lays look as good with a 50mm lens as they do with a 105mm macro lens, which means big or small composition, phone or DSLR. This angle works for all lenses, all sorts of gear in the most effortless way. And that's why I think that it's a great angle to practice with or to create with, because no matter what your gear is or what equipment we have, we can always rock a top-down angle shot. We can always create a mind-blowing flat lay because it's such a versatile angle. So why I say this is because try using a 50mm lens or a phone for a 3 fourth angle shot or even a straight-on shot and you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. The distortion is so high and the ease of use is just not there with every single gear in a three-fourth angle or a straight-on shot. And it's not just equipment. I feel like flat lays are so versatile with subjects as well. So whether you're shooting food, whether you're shooting products, you can practice with anything. Humans and architecture, maybe not so much in flat lay, <laughs> unless you like to photograph people who like to mix it up. <laughs> All right. So that's what I mean by versatile. The flat lay angle is so versatile, whether it's your equipment or the subjects that you have, it is super versatile. And that's why you can take advantage of it to practice or to hone your skills. Let's talk about the second way that flat lays can help to hone our skills. Now, light. Let's get into light. I mentioned in the beginning that oftentimes, you know, we focus on the composition, but our photo is not technically sound. And what is the most important part of being a technically sound photo? Good lighting, right? So I have to say that out of all the camera angles, if there is one angle that can actually really help us in studying light, it is flat lay. 
you'll see when we work with a light in a three-fourth angle, there's a lot of dynamics in the photo, right? The angle itself is so dynamic that it makes the photo pop. And the depth of shadow or the highlights or the other aspects of light, they become more of an artistic choice versus a technical step. Whereas flat lays, I think, are very different. So in a flat lay, you can really tell everything about a lighting situation. I feel like mm, maybe it's a bit less forgiving compared to the three-fourth angle. And that's why maybe it's such a good way to practice our lighting technique in a flat lay. Like simple decisions like what is the height of light? What is the distance of the composition from the window or the light source? What is the lighting direction? Everything stands out so clearly in a flat lay that it becomes super easy for us to identify the gaps in our technique and to work on it. So I'll give an example. I'm sure that you've heard both of these incidents, but I'll still repeat them. So, you know, when I started out, I loved creating these large compositions because my architect brain automatically processes ratio, proportion, balance, harmony, <laughs> all of those things. So that's why, you know, I love my large compositions. And while I was still a beginner in photography, one of the pro photographers, they looked at my work and they said, you're a great stylist, but your photos are flat which meant that my photos did not have depth. They were technically weak. And then that pro photographer, he walked me through some of my flat lay photos and he showed me what he meant by flat photos and what was not working in the light correctly. So he was using flat lay photos as an example to really read the lighting in my photos and to show me where I was technically not strong. All right. In a second incident, I was once on a call with this phenomenal food photographer. She's a real mentor to me. And she was reviewing my work. And she said, you work so well with compositions, but it looks like your lighting needs some work, especially your flat lay. And then she asked me, she opened one of my flat lay photos and she asked me, what is the height of the window? It looks like it's too high. And I was like, oh my God, how did she know that? Because it was true. It wasn't a window. It was my light source. I was using an artificial light, but it was much higher than my composition height. And that's why my flat lays looked the way they did. And she could instantly tell that the lighting situation was not falling in place. So I remember the next time I was shooting flat lay, I actually lowered my light source and it completely changed the way I dealt with lighting in flat lay moving forward, not only in flat lay, but in other camera angles as well. So both of those feedback that I got were from the lighting in my flat lay photography and from pro photographers. And they both were the biggest lessons in lighting for me. So that's why I say that flat lays are slightly less forgiving, but they are an incredible way of you to practice your lighting and to study your lighting and then to work on your lighting. And if you're looking to improve the lighting in your flat lay photography, if you want to learn more about window heights and placement of compositions and all of that fun stuff, then check out episode 35. I have a whole episode on creating depth in flat lays. In that episode, I link it in here as well. All right. So the second way that flat lays can help us in improving our photography is by enabling us to study and create light. Mm -hmm. 
Did you know that I have a bunch of free resources for you? Whether you're looking to streamline your photography process, you want to improve your photography skills, or you're looking to take your business forward by learning how to pitch like a pro, I have free guides and free workbooks designed to meet all your needs. Download them for free at www.myfoodlens.com free resources or find the link to the website in the notes below. The third way that it can help us is in honing our composition skills. So as versatile as flatlays are, they also offer this like incredible opportunity to play around with different compositions. You can go as close as you want to really showcase the details, or you could zoom out as much as you want and create these large compositions. I feel like each one offers, you know, a different kind of an opportunity to work with different composition techniques, you know, to practice different placement guides or to study different components of aesthetics like balance or harmony or proportion. And I just feel that, you know, when it comes to composition, flat plays really challenge us, but they also provide us with such a great platform to put our creativity to play. All right. And if you're not familiar with the term placement guide, placement guides are actually these imaginary lines in a frame that guide us to best place the hero food in a frame. Rule of thirds is a placement guide. So the golden triangle, that's another placement guide. So using placement guide in flat lays is a great way to hone your composition skills. And, you know, what happens is that when we create a composition in a flat lay, it's actually very different from the composition that we create for a straight on shot or for a three-fourth angle. Again, it really gives us a chance to study every single component of a composition and to create it with intention. It forces us actually to create with intention. I think that's the part that really, really works for us. You know, let's say like I particularly like to work with geometry and proportion in flat lays. And I like to use like all circular props or only square or only rectangular and sharp edged props or, you know, combination of both. So it's such a great way to study and practice geometry. And similarly, you can pick up any other element that you want to work on, like balance, how to bring balance, how to bring harmony, how to bring movement and direction in a composition. That's huge, right? So you can really feel these components spelt out in a flat lay. Again, in the other angles, there is a lot of other dynamics that comes into play. But in a flat lay, I feel like you really have to work hard on this to make it pop. And that's why it's such a great way to not only work on your lighting, but also to, you know, kind of pick up one composition skill and put it in practice in a flat lay and hone it till it really becomes second nature to you. Let's talk about the fourth way that flat lays can help to improve our photography. You know what flat lays offer? I feel like flat lays offer such a great opportunity to tell stories. They are such a good medium to learn because of the nature to bring out stories. They are the perfect way that we can tell our visual stories that we want. So whether you're creating a large table scene or, you know, a festive feast or the story of someone rolling a pie, like a prep shot or a Christmas cookie schooling on a rack. I mean, the potential to create stories is so much higher in a flat lay versus other angles, right? Do you agree? Again, this depends on the food and a lot of other things that are playing a part in the frame. But the way 
Flatlays can transport a viewer. It's just so easy and effective. I feel like it's like no other camera angle. In fact, sometimes it's easier to create stories in a top-down angle versus a straight-on or three-fourth angle because when we are doing some other angle, sometimes we have to use two backdrops because we have to create a base, we have to create a back of the frame, and then we have to think of perspective. If your hand is coming in front or your hand is coming at the back, is it looking too big, too small? Is it distorted? There are so many things that come into play. Whereas in a flat lay, if you have a hand in frame, it just naturally tells a story, right? So I feel like in a flat lay, you just have to immerse yourself in a story and create it with that one backdrop. And it just emerges so much more naturally. And that's why it has this huge power to tell stories. The other reason why I think it's easier to create stories is in this angle is because of the depth of field. So unless you're working with a lot of like height variations in your flat lay, you can actually get most of the food in focus. You don't have to worry about losing detail or having something too blurry or too sharp, you know, which can happen in a three-fourth angle or a straight on because depth of field plays a huge role in that angle, especially in the three-fourth angle where there is a high chance of you not having the main hero in focus because of the nature of that angle and your plane of focus. Again, a discussion for another time, but basically flat lay makes it easier for you to focus on the focus. <laughs> there you go. So the depth of field just becomes easier to work with and you don't have to get stuck with what's blurry, what's foreground, what's background. There are many ways to play with it, but a flat lay just makes it that much easier for you. So considering the ease of bringing storytelling to a flat lay, I think it's a great way to start creating stories in, a, in your photos and then to graduate the storytelling to other camera angles. I feel like flat lay could be like a really good starting point if you are getting into the whole concept of large compositions or a lot of storytelling that's going on into your compositions and then take it on to other camera angles so that at least your foundation is strong, right? So then after this, let's get down to the last way or the fifth way or the fifth reason I think flat plays are great trainers. That is because they force you to look at your execution process. All right. So a lot of us like don't shoot with a tripod or we don't tether to a computer, right? And the result is that we can either not replicate the exact same shot every time because we are holding our camera in a top-down angle in our hands, which is rather tough. So we end up either with a backache or we end up with a shaky and out-of-focus photo, right? So that's the result. Now, shooting in a flat lay is really tough holding your camera in your hands. If you have ever done it, you know what I'm talking about. I have done it for months. And I know that it is neither good practice, nor is it efficient. It definitely doesn't work. All right. Actually, so when you do it for some time, that's what happened with me. It kind of forces us to evaluate if we can afford and buy a tripod. <laughs> right? It also helps us to kind of, you know, see if we can have a composition live on a tethering application so that we can work on tweaking our composition in real time. Otherwise, just imagine this. You have a composition in flat lay. You are standing up on a stool because you don't have a tripod and you're taking all these photos, all right? And you're not tethered. 
every time you're taking a photo, you have to open either your camera to check the focus or you have to get down from the stool to make sure that everything is in place. Then you look at the composition and it's just not there. So look at the back and forth and the up and down that you have to do just to get that one shot. Isn't it so time taking, so exhausting, and it's just physically tiring, right? So I feel like when you can have your composition tethered live, you can actually save so much time just going back and forth. You can make sure that your photos are in focus and you can apply your placement guides to give direction to your compositions, you know. But all of this happens when you use a tripod. So you are kind of hands-free. The tripod is set. The tethering is set. And you are just focusing on all the creative energy and doing all the technical thinking. Your physical labor, your backache, and your other kind of physical pains are reduced to minimal just because you're using your energy at the right places. Flatlays are really hard to shoot handheld. So if you're doing that right now, it will really make you look deeper into your workflow and it will make you want to take decisions about investing in gear or learning new applications that will help you save time, that will improve your editing and that will also save you from back ache. So I feel like because flat lay is such a camera angle where you have to have that perfect top down shot, your hand can't be shaky, your camera can't be twisted, you really have to hold it still and in the perfect like 90 degree angle that it forces you to think about whether it's worth investing in a tripod. And then the whole back and forth, it kind of forces you to think about whether it's worth shooting tethering or not. So it makes you look at your efficiency and streamlining your process. So there you go. Those were the five ways that I feel flatlays can help you improve your photography skills versus other camera angles. I think there's a huge difference in the work of those who take the time to hone their skills and build a solid foundation of technique versus those who really just create for you know the sake of creating without really understanding what makes a successful photo. And the key to being that person who stands out is practicing and learning. And I think flatlays are such an easy and powerful way to, you know, kind of get started with so many foundational techniques and even continuing to practice them to advanced stages. So whether you are a person who likes minimalistic photos and you want to get there quickly, or you love large compositions and you want to start creating like your favorite food photographer, and you want to get to things quickly and faster, like you've been seeing on social media, tap into the power of flatlays. You can still get there fast and quicker like you want, but at least you'll still be working on specific skills. You'll still be working on your foundation and that will not get lost. I personally think that every photographer should have a really strong flat lay game because this camera angle is so powerful. And I have to say that as easy as it is and as versatile and as powerful as it is, it is sometimes also less forgiving which is why it pushes us to fill the gaps in our photography, right? After hearing this, <laughs> do you agree with me or not? All right, so if you enjoyed this episode, can I please request you to give us a five-star rating on the app that you're listening on? Yeah, that would mean so much to us. And if you're on Apple, could you please just write us a few lines of review on why you like the podcast? It will really help me take this podcast further, make it bigger and better for you. As always, 
If you have any questions or you have a thought about this episode or any other episode, send me an email on hello at myfoodlens.com or DM me on Instagram at dutama underscore myfoodlens. I'll see you next week with another episode. Until then, bye-bye. Oh,